This is the Brain Radio Podcast. My name is Landon, and this is a show about life, but mostly music. My life, your life, and how music fits in. For me, music is therapy, and I want to talk about what's helping us in the hard times and what keeps us going in the good times. Let's talk about the soundtrack to our lives. What's been playing on your brain? Welcome to another episode of the Brain Radio Podcast. I am your host, as always, Landon. And this is an episode in tribute to the underdogs. Uh, The guys that never get enough credit for what they do, in my opinion. Um, There's the big ones, like Garth Brooks, for instance, has the second most amount of albums sold of all time, right after the Beatles. Um, The Beatles have the second most amount of platinum albums right after Elvis. But this isn't about them because those are the guys that still get tons and tons of credit even though they're the underdogs and in second place. I'm talking about like Garfunkel, Messina, Oates, and Lisa, also known as the second best band in America for any early Simpsons fans. Uh, All those Motown musicians, I instantly think of all those guys. The Funk Brothers, There's uh, an amazing documentary called Standing in the Shadows of Motown. I think everybody on the planet should watch that because everybody on the planet knows those songs. Uh, My Girl, Heard It Through the Grapevine, everything everything that you ever heard done from all that Motown era by the Temptations, the Miracles, the Supremes, they were all done by a band called the Funk Brothers, which was actually actually about 13 or 14 dudes Uh, Richard Allen, Benny Benjamin, Eddie Brown, Joe Hunter, and James Jamerson, of course. He's probably the most famous out of all of them. He was the bass player, amazing bass player, one of my favorite bass players. All that Motown stuff just never got enough, the musicians just never got enough credit. A lot of them didn't even get paid or credited for the work they did. So, like I said, definitely go check out Standing in the Shadows of Motown, just just so that they get their due a little bit. They need to be known by the world just a little bit more than they do. Um, Like I said, James Jamerson is probably the one of them that was the most well-known. He's the guy that came up with, like, the beginning of My Girl riff. Just amazing riffs and everything that he came up with. Um, Bass players in general, I think, kind of don't get enough credit. There's so many amazing guitar players out there that have taken the art of guitar and shredding to this massively insane level. And the role of a bass player in a band just isn't that for the most part. The role of the bass player in the band is to connect the rhythm of the drums to the melody and harmony that's going on with all of those instruments. Um, I always have kind of thought about the bass as like the muscle of the group. The drums are the backbone. We all know that, the backbone that keeps the beat and everything going. And then the bass is the muscle that kind of holds everything to that backbone. Um, So not a lot of bass players get a lot of credit just because that's not really the role of the band. You got your outliers, of course. There's there's a band like Les Claypool from Primus, for instance, Um, 
Getty Lee from Rush, of course. These are the bass players that take it a little bit more beyond their typical role. And of course, still lay down a fat rhythm, but they step out into more of a lead role. And it's interesting, too, because that also always ends up overshadowing the guitar players in the in that band. Like Larry Lalonde, for instance, in Primus. Nobody knows his name, but pretty much any like general person, unless they're a big fan of the band, they probably know Les Claypool. Or they recognize him, but I, I'm certain that Larry Lalonde can walk down the street and nobody notices him on a regular basis. Alex Lifeson, of course, that's my favorite underrated guitar player in all, of all time. That's why he's the main one on this episode, because I've been actually learning a ton of his uh, guitar parts lately. I recently joined a Rush tribute band, <laughs> which is kind of funny and and awesome. Um, so I've had to learn all of these parts, and I've known all the riffs and everything, but now I'm going through it all with a fine-tooth comb, learning every little nuance and detail of every guitar solo and just trying to get all of it perfect and watching a lot of live videos to see how he does things and how he's changed it through their live performances over the years. And it, I, I've always loved Alex as a guitar player, his... Uh, chord knowledge is unmatched from any guitar player. He plays chords on the guitar that I've never seen any other guitar players ever play. Uh, but now, I'm telling you, going through it with a fine-tooth comb, he's incredible and incredibly underrated. Understandably so, because Getty Lee is so amazing. And then, of course, he has the greatest drummer of all time as the backbone of the band. Neil Peart has won greatest drummer of all time so many times in every single poll. He doesn't even get nominated. He never get no- he stopped getting nominated for like the last 10 years of his life cuz we all knew. We all already know Neil Peart. Everybody knows Neil Peart. Out of that band though, Alex gets overshadowed. Um and they have a funny thing in their documentary which is hilarious uh, in the documentary behind uh Behind the Lighted Stage, I, I believe it's called. I can't remember the exact name of it. I think it's, oh, Beyond the Lighted Stage. Um, Alex and Getty are sitting in the restaurant eating breakfast, and uh, a lady comes up asking for Getty's autograph and just kind of knocks Alex out of the way, like didn't even realize that that was also Alex Lifeson from the band sitting there. And He's, of course, making a funny joke about it and making faces at the camera, and he's he's a hilarious guy in all the stuff I've seen. But... Uh, yeah, so my favorite underrated guitar player, and it's just been really eye-opening for me and awesome to go through all of his stuff again, just so deliberately and learn every little bit that I can. I just I feel like he never quite has gotten the credit he deserved. Um, he played all the guitars, acoustic and electric. He plays some mandala, mandolin on stuff, some bazooki. He plays keyboards on a whole bunch of their stuff. Most of the time, he's playing the keyboards with the bass pedals on his feet. So he's playing this insane guitar stuff at the same time and then also playing keyboard parts with his feet. It's incredible. There's few musicians on the planet that do that. Getty Lee also plays keyboards with his feet. The amount of music those three musicians all do, just with the three of them, is unparalleled there's nobody else on the planet like rush that does what they do um so this is not a tribute to rush necessarily because i've already done a rush episode and i'll probably do some more because i'm in a rush tribute band so 
<laughs> there'll be more rush announcements and things, I'm sure. Um, that was kind of funny. They, I just was looking at uh, uh, the musicians wanted ads around here just to see what was going on, and the ad said, uh, "Looking for Alex Lifeson," and I thought, "Oh, well, that's me." Everything worked out great. We, we all uh, are just having a great time going over these songs again. So it's really fun to be involved in that and kind of explore all of it again. So uh, Alex Ivesen, as I was saying, plays the keyboards with his feet. Uh, also did a bunch of background vocals. And he was voted the 98th best guitarist in Stone, Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Guitarists. 98th out of 100. I think that's way too low. And an interesting fact I found is that he was rated as the third greatest guitarist of all time in the Guitar World magazine reader's poll of the 100 greatest guitarists. Very interesting distinction there. 98th in Rolling Stone magazine and third in Guitar World magazine. So clearly we can say fuck Rolling Stone magazine and take the guitar player's words there and uh, voting into consideration. And third, I think that's pretty fair, right behind uh, Eddie Van Halen and Brian May from Queen. Um, but Alex was also, he's also an amazing painter. He's a licensed pilot. He's done some acting. He's, in all the interviews and documentaries and everything I've seen, he's an incredibly funny person and just seems like a great guy. He's been married for years and years and years. Um, just seems like an awesome person. And he has a couple of new projects coming out too, which is really exciting. First thing he's done since Rush completely disbanded. Um, they couldn't have ended their career more perfect. They pretty much have done it better than any band of the history of rock and roll. And it's really exciting to see what Geddy Lee and Alex Lifeson are going to do next now that uh, Neil Peart has passed on. So... Keep your eyes out for Alex Lifeson and whatever he's doing. I'm sure it's going to be really, really awesome and interesting. As always, I am just always completely blown away that anybody listens to my silly little show um, and gives me feedback and everything. So I, I do appreciate it. I love you all. And uh, you can email me at brainradiopodcast at gmail.com. And of course, I'm all over social media. Um, with all of that, I did also just start a Landonius Monk uh, Instagram for my artwork. So if you're interested in seeing the paintings I do, I do a bunch of different stuff, acrylic and digital stuff. It's it's slowly going up on Instagram now as well. Um, I think that's also linked to the Brain Radio Instagram, so you can go check out all of it. And as usual, as is tradition... We tack on a song at the end of each episode, and I grabbed this one just because it doesn't have anything to do with being an underdog or uh, not getting enough credit or Rush or Alex Lifeson or anything. It's just a, a song that I saw while I was looking through the pile of songs and clicked on it and liked it and remembered it and, or had forgotten about it and remembered that I really liked it, so... Uh, it's pretty. It's a song called Understand. It's from the Super Luminal album, which is um, my duet album I did with my friend Shalazan. We were going by the name Brain Radio, or just me, my name. And I did uh, all the instruments played into a boss looping pedal, and he played the saxophone and the flute. 
on top of it. And as always, just is incredible. He's one of the most amazing musicians I've ever played with, and everything he did on here and everything we did together was, he was just a beautiful player, uh, is a beautiful player. Um, So I hope you guys really enjoy this. This is an old song called Understand.
Can we ever understand? 